Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. Welcome to the Tea Bar Podcast, your friendly reality TV podcast where we discuss all your favorite reality TV shows from Bravo, including Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, New York, Vanderpump Rules, and the rest of them. Now, in this episode, we'll be discussing the latest episodes of Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So let's get started. Okay, now I have a question to kick this episode off and... In celebration of Luann's new show, I have a couple of questions, actually. A fuck, marry, kill. The first one, I'm going to start off with a, uh, a bit of an easier one. Take, take it, you know, take it easier on you guys. But fuck, marry, kill. PK, John Medesian, Simon Van, G- Van Kemp, Van Kemp, Van Housen. The Manhattan boy. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, so I immediately, like, you never want to fuck John Medician. <laughs> never. But Wait, wait, you don't? <laughs> I mean. He, he's not your, <laughs> what's that, what's that one? He's not your whole pass? He'd be one glistening, uh, yeah, ball of fun <laughs> that I do not mm. want to be a part of, unfortunately. He's, uh, <laughs> I've already got one ball of fun that I'm married to and <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too much more fun. Right although I would like his um, Madame Toussaint's, is that what it's called? His laundry and dry cleaning shop. Mm. Um, and look, PK is slimmed down a bit, so... Maybe I am fucking PK, and I just don't know about Simon Van Houten. <laughs> Would you want to be married to that? I don't know. I don't think so. I think purely for the dry cleaning service, John Medician. Ooh, okay. All right. I don't like doing laundry, so that's probably it. Yeah, that, that's true. That would be so handy to have. Oh, it's so hard because I would... Oh, I don't want to do anything with any of them. Um, so the question is, like, who wouldn't I kill of the three? <laughs> um, I think I would have to kill John. I'm going to have to kill John. I'm going to hmm. marry PK because he seems like he'd be all right to marry. Like, he does have yeah. le- uh, financial and legal issues, which is concerning but i have faith that we can get out of it with the non-alcoholic wine um so (laughs) (laughs) good business venture Um, i guess i'm gonna have to sleep with simon i don't want it but if i have to (laughs) (laughs) death is not an option Uh, it's so gross just so gross no offense to simon but oh i can't even imagine like he'd be like oh hello but could you oh and then i imagine like if, if otherwise, if you chose John Vadesian, like, oh, yeah, even worse. Just... All right. Now, on to number two, somewhat of a controversial mix of people. But, nervous. but as I said, death is not an option. <laughs> Fuck, marry, kill. Russell Armstrong. May he rest in peace. Oof. Oof. Jason Hoppy. 
who is Bethany Frankel's ex-husband, or Thomas Ravenel. Oh, oh, disgusting. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> when the best of the bunch is Jason Hoppy, you've got an issue. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think I think you want to be married to Jason Hoppy and you just never want to divorce him yeah. because the divorce seems to be worse <laughs> off. So no matter what, never divorce him. That's true. He seemed to be, as from what we could see, okay as a, as a partner. <laughs> um, look, I think I'm going to marry Russell Armstrong. And it's controversial, but <laughs> wow! I mean, someone already is um, has some serious accusations about some other stuff. So, yeah, it's you're you're damned either uh, way. This is such <laughs> a hard question because two of the three are horrible, and one is bad, but not not as bad. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to marry Jason because at least he'll have Bethany's money at this point. Mm, true, true. Alimony. Exactly. So you got some that. Oh, wait, um, if he marries again, he doesn't get the alimony again. Yeah, no, you don't get that. But he still has some funds. Like he'd have a lump sum. That he, he was got. like a medical, um, uh, like a he sold medical equipment, right? And he was on like a pretty decent <laughs> amount. Like not nowhere near Bethany, but like, you know. Yeah, he was okay, comfortable, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so we won't starve. That's good. Um, now, <laughs> uh, who would I sleep with? I Look, I just – I know Thomas Ravenel has, like, a lot of bad allegations, but just the – I don't know, Russell, just the fact that it's, like, 100% confirmed that he has done what he's done. But I the just, difference is, Annie, is that – um, someone has a lot of uh, money and prestige that so they sweep that under the rug. Meanwhile, the other one, it was out mm. in the open. And, like, it's still being covered up supposedly for this. Uh, I know. Look, neither is a good option. <laughs> oh, I just imagine Thomas Ravenel whispering into your oh, ear. Oh, yeah. no, just, just, in French. I don't want to do breathe, it. Breathe. Breathing heavily. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't want to... I'm still killing Russell. I'm still killing Russell. <laughs> I'm still sleeping with Thomas. I don't know why. I just, I just, mm. yeah, ugh, I you can't. You've got a thing for the bad boys. <laughs> that is not what it is. That is not what it is. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> All right. Thanks for but coming on, um, on this, Sam, uh, on this what journey. What one are you me. doing, mate? No. Yeah, that's right. Good, good pickup, Quiet. I was just trying to ask the questions, not be. Oh, I don't care about the no first uh, the first question. Just the second one, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, Claire, mine's probably the same as you. I'd be marrying Jason because, yeah, he's probably the the least the the best of a bad bunch. And then, uh, you've got to kill Thomas. Anna, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, I'm <laughs> killing like the TV guy. Yeah, but like, you, you know what Thomas Ravenel has been accused of. I and... know, but like, you're not giving me an easy option. It's not like I'm marrying both of them. <laughs> okay, can we move on? Let's move on. Yeah. So, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the reunion. Oh yes. Don't don't seem so excited, Anna. 
I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, let's just, I just want to forget about the last question. <laughs> okay, so the reunion begins. We get a debrief about the outfits. Then Garcelle becomes a big focus of being the first black real housewives of Beverly Hills as we finally get a bit more diversity on this series. Sutton is also brought then into the Brady Bunch as she wasn't a full-time housewife for those playing at home. And um, we get to relive her introduction into the group of women. Um, then lucky us, we get to discuss the diamond eye sculpture dinner again and the threesome uh, couple. Well, yeah, the threesome discussion that was on the table. Um, and hopefully may this be for the last time. All right, let's get into fashion. Who was your favourite best dressed and who was worst dressed? My favourite is Dorit out of all of them. I really liked her silver dress, even her hair. It was I, I actually didn't mind that at all. To me, Kyle looked like a supervillain with those shoulders <laughs> and the hair. <laughs> so she wasn't my favourite. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, and I maybe it's not so much what she was wearing, but Erica, I thought she looked really good. Her makeup was amazing. Um, least least favorite, Denise. I mean, I don't think it's any uh, any shock that she has some terrible fashion choice. I agree though with with Kyle. She does look like a super villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, what is it? The statement shoulders that really emphasise that. Also, the cape. That probably was a bit mm. overdone for. It's for... that needs the cape. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's also got the big puffy hair as well. You she should have. She's she's she should have embellished the back of her cape. Like if you're going to be sitting down, you might as well make <laughs> make it something worthwhile and put a big massive K on it. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be a villain, you might as well go all the way. <laughs> uh, I really liked her color though for Kyle, but yeah, I don't think she was uh, amazing dressed. Um, my best dressed is Lisa Rinna. And I think watching the the episode go by, I thought when she was sitting, she looked really great. Um, when I read through some TikTok comments, the best one was that Erica uh, Girardi looked like an ice skater, and I thought that was quite funny. Yes. Oh. And um, the uh, what is it? Garcelle's um, the sleeves oh, the were feathers. very much a statement. Mm. I really liked her hair. Mm. Yeah. I mm. really liked her hair as well. It. I think. I could see where she was going, but I don't think it suited the outfit suited her. Yeah, I'm just puzzled with Denise. Why? Um, I think Denise and Garcelle could use a a uh, a stylist at times. Denise in particular, like mm. also her makeup. Mm. Like maybe the uh, holistic lifestyle that I'm assuming her and Aaron embark upon isn't doing a world of good yet. Mm-hmm. I know there's definitely been some shade on uh, on Twitter the women throwing around about uh, about their fashion sense, which I have enjoyed. Interesting. Uh, to me, Denise looks kind of like she she has been out already, like she's already gone out and she's just come back home. Make <laughs> this is the yeah. morning after. <laughs> she just come back home. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Good on her, getting two uh, meaningful events out of the one dress. <laughs> That's true. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? I think the difference with Denise is I don't think she's having as much work done and as mm. much Botox and things as the other ladies. So I think that's where it's kind of it shows more. That is true, and it's sad. It's sad that you know a natural beauty can't outbeat you know all the plastic work. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, ten years ago, where the the camera would have um, been uh, pleasing mm. to like naturally mm. natural beauties, 
But um, yeah, now this high definition, it is. Yes. It's beneficial to Erica Girardi. <laughs> yeah. Damn, five G. No more uh, black and white uh, <laughs> screenplay. Yeah, playing with the dial on the TV to try and get the right <laughs> like pixels on the TV. Oh yeah, all oh, those were the days. <laughs> what do you What do you mean those were the days? What are you talking about? <laughs> I never had to do that. Did you guys have to do that? <laughs> I must admit, we did have one TV that had a dial on it, and I was like, every time you wanted to change the channel, you had to get oh up God. and twist the dial. And I was like, why do we still have this I was say, TV? You're like younger than me. Like, what have I missed? Um, we definitely had one of those TVs, and I just remember like going up there, and be like, oh no, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> got it. <laughs> so good, so good. Anyway. Uh, so I think the first big discussion, oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't need to bring up actually. Um, so Garcelle, is it Garcelle mentions that her accessories are from, Asa from Shars of Sunset. And, um, she also says, oh, like she, Asa from Shars has the best caftans and they flash to Kyle. What a moment. Yes. Oh, that, that really, that really brought home the series for me. I loved the shade. Well, do you think Garcelle knew that Kyle had that Kyle yes. had um, captains? Oh, everybody knows. because yeah. they they weren't even talking about the, the captains. They were talking about the accessories, and then she just had to throw in the comment about she's definitely got the best captains. <laughs> That's quite funny. Um, now, have you guys seen younger photos of Garcelle? Yes. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. her and imagine her and Denise going out together like they would have been just the like such a duo such hotties I could yeah so incredible especially since um like the other ladies I don't think not so much Erica but probably maybe like a Kyle Dorit I think they have gotten better looking as time has progressed so yeah it'd be interesting to see them all when they were younger i I'd like to see Erica from her uh, her um, dancer days. What she what she look like? I thought, think that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. That's something I'd want to see. Uh, so in so w- when the focus is on Garcelle, they um they say that he, uh, well Garcelle said that she that Kyle was the least welcoming to her in the group, and Kyle got really hurt by that. And then they go on. Mm. Oh, I think. They go on to say as if, like, Kyle just doesn't let people finish their conversations. But have you guys noticed that when you've been watching? Because I haven't. I've not noticed that. And I think when they're having arguments, they all jump in in front of each other. And I and she does say this on the sh- uh, in the reunion that she thinks it's just that something that everyone's, like, one person said. So they all kind of just keep saying it. And maybe it's just that now that someone said it, they all notice it. But I think they all do it. Hmm. Um... And on the topic of Garcelle never paying $5,000 to Kyle's foundation charity, what do you guys think? That was rude. I thought I didn't think that was the time for Kyle to bring that up. Like, that's so embarrassing. Even if she didn't, like, there could have been other reasons for why. Like, she could have forgotten or something didn't, like, come through. But, yeah, it was a bit shady. Shady, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was super shady. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was actually, like, kind of out of line for her to bring that up because yeah as you said there's so many ways that they could have actually 
spoken about this off camera or emailed her and be like, hey, like your your um your payment hasn't come through. And I don't think Garcelle's going to be like, ah, fuck you, Kyle. Like, I'm not going to pay for this charity that I pledged to. So um, on Instagram, Kyle uh, wrote a message and I think on it she said that she tried to contact Garcelle like several times over the last over the last couple of months and she's like never gotten back to her. So interesting. I actually, um, well, because Beverly Hills, they just don't show reality and what's really going on. So I actually didn't mind it. I was like, yeah, bring bring up this stuff. Like this is all supposed to be all about wealth. <laughs> but I would like a little bit more about the established ladies rather than just picking on like the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Another thing that they brought up as well um, to do with Kyle and Garcelle is that in the Watch What Happens, Garcelle – picks on Kyle and says that she was the least welcoming. And then in the reunion, she says, oh, I just couldn't think of anyone else's name. Oh, right. Do you guys believe that? Or? Yeah, you could have just said everyone's been welcoming. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to say yeah. someone's name. Yeah. I thought it could be true, though. I don't know if I, I would rule it out, but I mean, yeah. I think as well, Kyle just took it too far. Like, who cares? If you're the least yeah. welcoming, like, whatever. You know, it it more matters, like, where your friendship has progressed. Mm. I think for Kyle, she probably uh, really prides herself on, uh, you know, being hospitable and mm. having people at her home. So mm. maybe it just hit her home more than others would. Oh, and then what is it? Oh, Garcelle says that Kyle is fake on camera because on Twitter, Kyle, like, that's when she really lashes out. Mm. Which is pretty characteristic of most people on Beverly Hills, isn't that what you know? Camille Grammer was accused of doing. Lisa Rinna does that on like Instagram, like yeah. I don't know. I I do tend to agree with this comment, even though maybe they all do it. But I think that Kyle in person really tries to give off this like she wants to be friends with everyone and doesn't want to say anything bad about anyone and kind of always is like, I'm like, I'm a great person and I, you know, don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But I do think that she then, yeah, goes to, goes to Twitter and says all this stuff about people. Um, now when Sutton goes on, so shout out to Cutton, uh, shout out to Sutton for getting a ragamuffin cat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And then also, um, so in complete juxtaposition to Ramona Singer, she says that the worst date she's ever been on was with millionaires and that, and that she dates on, what's the dating app that she said that she goes on? Match.com. Match.com, which is the complete opposite. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what happened. Well, isn't that the difference with someone that's actually got money and someone that probably isn't as wealthy as she claims to be? Wasn't that a joke, though, when she said the worst date is millionaires? I thought she was joking. Oh, no, I I thought she was serious, as in she's she's saying, like, I don't need to date millionaires. (gasps) Oh, I thought she meant, like, I don't date millionaires, I date billionaires. (laughs) That's what she meant. I mean, I thought she was joking. But maybe actually, you're right. yeah, no, I do remember that, and I that also ran through my mind. But I also, yeah, but then she's also on Match.com. I don't now. I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> I think I think maybe you're right. I think maybe I misconstrued because later she says like, "Why does she have to marry uh, date millionaires?" Like that's so, true. That's good. That's good. I think good for her. Yeah. I wonder where her boyfriend, how much he makes at the moment, if he's a quadrillionaire, trillionaire. I'm, I'm sure still these people that are that she's dating are still probably millionaires anyway. Yeah, 
I mm. mean, if if she's dating around the area that she lives, they're still going to be very wealthy. Um, now, it, also, it sounds like from hearing from Gazelle and Sutton that Erica was sort of like Miss Congeniality. She was the most welcoming and the most lovable one um, for them. And this whole season we've seen her be like, you know, pretty, like she's quite eloquent and she speaks really well. And then when it comes down to Denise, she really goes in, mm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I must admit, like the last couple of seasons – I'm just a bit over Erica. I feel as though she doesn't really do much on the show anymore. And I think we saw last season in the reunion, she didn't pretty much say anything. I, yeah, I was surprised that she was back. And I don't know. I'm I'm bored of her. Yeah, I think uh, it seems like Erica's kind of just on there for self-promotion, mm. which, you know, mm. you got to do what you got to do. But you also have to bring some juice, which she kind of did with Aaron, but... Doesn't I don't know. Not enough. Yeah. So would you have her in or out next season? I'd have <sighs> her out. Out. Sorry, Erica. You gotta go. <laughs> you and Sutton, you're out. Oh, you don't <laughs> like Sutton? Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Teddy. Teddy. I, don't... I was going to say. I was like, I thought you liked <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy needs to go. But in saying that, uh, I think I said last week, Sutton was great in the beginning and then she just kind of fell, fell flat for me. She didn't do anything towards the end. Mm. What's good with her, though, is that she's someone that will stick to her guns. Mm. She's not a yeah flow in the wind, which is what I, That's I like. That's true. Um, and speaking of Sutton, so she they addressed the issue that she had with Dorit where um, she says, let the mouse go. How do you feel about Dorit, Dorit in this scenario? Was she just trying to embellish and make things bigger? for drama Mm, I don't know I think she kind of was maybe this was her attempt of actually trying to start some drama but I don't think it really besides that that dinner obviously I don't think it really went anywhere yeah I mean she kind of shut it down in the reunion anyway when she apologized Mm. I thought Sutton was pretty weird though at that party when she was like freaking out about the makeup guy yeah yeah definitely um, I was also happy that they did show Sutton's shade, though, about the outfits. Mm. <laughs> and she clearly has had it out for Teddy in the beginning, and I loved her, you know, recapping once again her mocking her outfits and her romper and that <laughs> Teddy being preg- uh, pregnant. Um, I liked Sutton when they asked the whole truth question, like, and they're like, what was your first impression? And Sutton's like, oh, like... What are these ladies saying? They're like, oh, when I met you, I thought you were pretty. And then I realized that you were pretty. I'm like, yes, so true. So <laughs> accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it when she rolled her eyes as well. She's like, oh. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> I was actually surprised this episode or this reunion because I honestly thought that they were just going to be recapping the whole Denise thing for three episodes. And they actually managed to pick up a couple of storylines along the way to, to tease out in the reunion. So, you know, I didn't think the reunion was half bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't. I'd rather watch I just the imagine... reunion than anything else yes. in the season. Like, it's, the, it's yeah, yeah summarises yeah. it perfectly. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's no it's no Roni uh, reunion, but, you know, not not the worst. 
Um, so I don't know if you guys thought the same, but I thought that after Kyle uh, said that about the donation that Garcelle hadn't paid, it sort of seemed like Garcelle was really deflated. Um, and I think she said it when she said, oh, like, I need to pick my battles. And I was just like, mm. oh, I felt really hurt for her. She um, obviously didn't realise how cutthroat these women can be um, in how they're portrayed, and they really are. Yeah. I think uh, Garcelle is just is too nice for this show. It's too normal. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't have anything to say about the um, Lisa Rinna, Denise, Erica. How about you guys? Um, I thought, I don't know if Erica got, like, picked up the situation when um, Denise, sent, like, invited her to lunch to talk about it. Like, if to me, it didn't seem like Denise was kind of like, Erica, it was you that talked about the threesome. You are the bad guy. Because that's what Erica mm-hmm. seemed to think it was. But to me, it didn't seem that way. Yeah, Erica was quite mean about this whole scenario. And I feel as though Denise was just inviting her to lunch. Like, yeah, she brought it up, but even still, it wasn't some sort of witch hunt for, you know, that Erica was on. And then, you know, and then Erica was annoyed that Denise brought it up with the women again. But it's like, well, sometimes you just have the conversation with your other friends and you just talk about what was said. I don't think it means that she was, you know, trying to bring Erica through the mud or something. Yeah. The whole thing was silly. This whole thing is silly and uh, uh, that's what I think. So what I did appreciate at the very end was uh, Erica Jane saying, how much do happy endings cost? (laughs) So that was a great question and I would have appreciated Denise uh, saying how much it did. But yeah, I I was also interested in that. Um, And how does this come about? I think as a woman, you probably never get asked if when you're just going for a massage if you want something like that so i don't know yes the only thing that reminds me is like this there's a sex in the city episode where uh samantha finds out that um there's a guy in the massage place that's giving happy endings and so she kind of (laughs) like asks him for it (laughs) i don't know if that's how it goes (laughs) i just feel like you will never go to a salon, a massage parlor, and find a hot guy there that is doing massage. It's always mm-hmm. – one, it's always women or, like, elderly women. Like, there's nothing there for a woman, I don't find. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's too rough. I feel like it's too risky. <laughs> <laughs> and could you imagine asking for it and they oh. being like – no. <laughs> this is a massage parlor. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Michelle, you'd, you'd have to leave. You'd have to just be like, here's my money. I don't worry about the massage anymore. <laughs> yeah. It would not continue. <laughs> no, no. So the season finale of Real Housewives of New York, Um, to me it seemed – not as good as the rest of the season. I guess it's the final one, so fair enough. Except for the last, like, two minutes of it, which I was like, whoa, okay. Um, but it started off with, uh, I guess, Luann recording her new debut single, Viva La Viva, Viva La Diva. Um, and then we had Dorinda's renovations. Um, then we had... Sonia's apartment um and then her 
house as well. Um, then we have Leah and her family doing a gingerbread house. And then we finally get the ladies at the cabaret preview where Sonia and Luann come up and do their little bit. And then, oh no, Luann, I don't think sings her songs at this point. And then we get a preview of the ladies getting ready for Sonia's um, drag queen party. And then we have the party where it, it seems pretty okay, pretty calm starting off. And then uh, Ramona brings her straight male platonic friend who tries to hit on Leah. And then um, Sonia gets a bit annoyed about that because apparently that's not allowed. And then <laughs> we get a bit of a rift between Dorinda and Leah because uh, Leah mentions the one who must not be named, according to Dorinda anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the most exciting bit of the entire show. Mm. Um, but when, when, this, um, <laughs> when this episode starts, we see Luann in her recording studio and she introduces the guy that's um, – producing her song and i don't know if you guys noticed but all his songs that he's produced which is living on a prayer uh that viva <laughs> loca and her song which is uh viva la diva all kind of sound the same yeah they're all about living <laughs> so he's yes. got a very particular niche mm -hmm. and uh do you think he's like <laughs> how have i gotten here I mean, I don't know, maybe it's his only three songs and he's like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> he's loving it. Yeah. He, he told Luann, you got the Barbara team, baby. <laughs> now, <laughs> have you guys had a look at the lyrics of Viva La Vida? No, sing it for us. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but there's definitely some good lines in here that oh, uh, yes. I may have to caption under my instagram post if i'm feeling Please. frisky um <laughs> some some great great lines one is uh i sleep alone sweep the streets i used to own which i don't understand is that luann out there with her broom wait what the there's another a lot that that line is from another song is it yes is it yes mm. i'm gonna look this up <laughs> I just like I just love like just reading the lyrics. So I hear Jerusalem bells are ringing, Roman cavalry choirs are singing. Be my mirror. Wait. Yes, that's he's, definitely from a song. He's taken a lot of these from a song, surely. Wait, sorry, is that actual songs. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everyone. This is Coldplay. <laughs> oh, this sounds very familiar. <laughs> Sorry, I everyone. Sounded familiar. I thought it was a bit weird of Luanne. Anyway, uh, she's doing a cover. Viva la diva, cross play. Now that's a mashup I'd love to hear. Mm, hold on, hold on. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, I can't find the lyrics to her song. Let me see if I can. Viva la diva lyrics. I don't think they exist yet. <sighs> I think they're uh, as secret as area. Oh wait, no. Oh no, I'm still. I'm getting Coldplay. I'm getting Coldplay. <laughs> nope, still Coldplay. Um, this song may not exist. Mm, I'm a bit sad about that. 
sadly, I do think that um, um, Loanne's a bit tone deaf. No offense. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I just, whenever I see these, whenever I see her in the recording studio, and the producers are always in the back, like, smiling away, buffing or whatever, and I'm like, no, come on. You're not really enjoying this, are you? <laughs> no. I think they were like, oh, you need to be more a coy. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just brought me back to Sheena. Yeah. <laughs> I told you money doesn't buy you class. <laughs> class. <laughs> oh, so good. Now, the next scenes that we get to are Sonia. I think we do one of each, don't we? We get a couple of renovation scenes. Or am I thinking things? Oh, yeah, that's right. Do- Dorinda is renovating her apartment and Sonia has finished renovating her townhouse. That townhouse looks amazing. So now. good now. Um, I <laughs> was looking at it and no. I thought it looked the same, but clean. What oh. are you? No, she got what new furniture. It's more modern now. Oh. Modern with like a yeah. kind of a mid-century feel. Yeah, it looked really nice. Okay. Mm. Good to know. Yeah, good but as, as we see at the end though, she still hasn't sold it. Mm. which was quite sad sad. yeah because i wonder how much money did she spend on it and was she hoping to recoup quite quickly because that would have cost quite a bit to renovate and do up all her furniture Uh, i was sad that dorinda had just a regular old christmas sweater on like it wasn't even a a stripper sweater like who who are you yeah that's not like dorinda at all um in that sonia scene i thought that her facelift in her confessionals is amazing mm. like she she needs to hand over the doctor's number to everyone who wants to get a bit of confidence yes definitely whoever did that facelift should definitely be advertising her face on their website uh the next scene was leah kiki and bunny at the gingerbread uh decoration store and i thought it was really funny when uh leah said to her mum, like you told me to go to hell and then bunny said what did you tell me and leah like, <laughs> pauses and says fuck off (laughs) (laughs) and I think that this is a little bit symbolic of the whole season and Leah's storyline with her parents is that Leah is a contributing factor to their strained relationship it's not just all her parents which is what she kind of makes out to be yeah I think it's a very misunderstood mother I mean I'm sure she's had her moments but uh there's definitely two sides to this story Mm, agreed um and the next scene is uh, Luann in her bathing sequin jumpsuit mm-hmm. about to do her her uh, practice for Mary Fart Kill. But Ramona waited till the day of the the day of the show and only told Leah that she wasn't going, but never told Luann. Oh Shady. Shady Ramona. Standard yeah, standard Ramona. When Luann was uh doing her material, I thought it was quite dry to be honest I was like mm, I don't know if this is funny <laughs> like, yeah. just... it seems as though and they say it on the shows that she's just recycling material now and I also do wonder with these sorts of things do the producers cut it to make it look worse than it is like do they cut it and show no one laughing and no one clapping <laughs> I don't know because you kind of, you would kind of maybe fake it if that was your friend. Yeah. Um, and do you agree with uh, Luann's answer? So fuck, Mary kill, Ramona, Tinsley, Sonia. And I'll remind you, so she said uh, kill Ramona, 
Mary Tinsdale, uh, once she gets a divorce because she's unfuckable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she obviously. Oh, wait. So, wait, what did she say about Sonia? No, no, Sonia was answering it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yep. So, I think I would. Uh, oh, who would I kill? Um, I. Oh, I might still kill Ramona. Maybe I'll, I'll sleep with Tinsley and uh, maybe I'll m- marry Dorinda because she seems like she'd be a good wife. I don't know. She's an angry wife. She is, but I think maybe if I married her, she would not be lonely and angry anymore. I don't know. I'd I'd be afraid to be married to Dorinda. I would maybe want to marry Ramona purely for the money. And what money though? Have we confirmed she has money? Yeah, but surely she has a bit. Of she's got money. a nice apartment. I'll, I'll yeah, give her that. Right. Yeah, and she's got the uh, she's got the house in the Hamptons. Yeah, like I don't think there's doubt that she does have like something, (laughs) like a decent amount of money. Whether she's the top 1%, doubtful. Um, I'd probably kill Tinsdale (laughs) and sleep with Dorinda. (laughs) Oh, Dorinda. Clear enough. Um, Luann had a great quote here. So she said, Ramona loves to support women, but she doesn't support me. And I thought, I know it's quite accurate though. They are all sick of her cabaret. I'm sure we would be too, if we were in that (laughs) position, but yeah, (laughs) I mean, a little bit of respect from Ramona would go a long way. So a thing about Anna is that she does stand up and I could just imagine every, every week you you stand up. I've never done stand up. (laughs) Well, no, you. Improv, sorry, my bad, improv. So this feels close. And I just imagine if you invited us every week to your show. <laughs> I like to spread around among my friends. <laughs> I did. I do get scared because sometimes it's not that good. So I could maybe also understand Ramona and she's like, I'm sick of your bloody cabaret. Um, I, after this, Leah... Ugh has some sort of bad sponsorship for the app. Yes. Which I didn't appreciate. No. Uh, I was like, no, you don't need to succumb to this. Real Assos of New York, you're better than this. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, like, little product placement. I'm like, what? Don't they need a state on there when they're advertising something? I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Um, uh, moving on to the... Um, drag queen party for Sonia. I really enjoyed the outfits of the ladies. Like I thought Dorinda's turban was really, really cool. And I also liked mm-hmm. um, that was cool. Leah's outfit, even though she was wearing sneakers, which I, I was like, come on, you can put on some kitten heels at least. No, I'd prefer yeah. sneakers over kitten heels. What? <laughs> like at least don't fake it. Kitten heels are just like, uh, There's some nice mm, kitten heels out trying. there. <laughs> send me some I'll <laughs> send me a photo of those <laughs> um i don't know about the fashion because well i did a, i did really like dorinda's and leah's they were good um but ramona again has her white cowlick top and shiny bottoms which more power to you but i'm i'm not going to give her the 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 point for having great no fashion. no i didn't understand her i think ramona was going out after that's what i imagine and she yes. had to wear just something that she could also go out. Also, she brings her friend along. Is it Ron? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is so gross. And the whole time he's he trying is. to hit on, on Leah. Oh, Leah. 
Mm. Yeah, so gross. And it's good that Leah was just kind of rolling her eyes because yeah. he was like, you're in your prime. Oh. I can make you shine. Like, yeah, so I know. I, I thought it was actually good. Like, and this is the reason why it's good having Leah on the show because the other women would just just eat that up. They would love that. Yes, agree. And they like no one would acknowledge the fact that he's actually super gross. Yeah, he's obviously super rich, but he's so gross. I agree. Um, I I liked when so I think uh, Luann kind of um, came up to Ramona and. and um, was saying, like, why didn't you come to my show? I invited you. And Ramona's like, well, you didn't send me the invite. And it's like, I sent you an attachment. And then Ramona says, I don't have time to open attachments. So it's like, <laughs> Who does not have time to open attachments? Doesn't take that mm. long. Yeah. Um, was this Sonia who said it to the – so she goes up to the drag queens and says, oh, I'm not sure if you're a drag queen or a housewife. Wasn't sure if you're a guy or Luanne because she's a tall woman. <laughs> <laughs> she always has these digs at Luann. Like, yes. Sonia and Ramona are so mean to Luann. Always talk about how manly she is. Like, poor Luann. I think they're jealous. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think uh, Lu- Luann, like, gets way, like a lot of guys and they're probably jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Luann, you know, she she probably has the best body on this show. Oh, well, Leah, Leah's... Oh, yeah, besides Leah. Leah's pretty good. But, uh, you know, Leah's way younger. I must admit, I don't really have much else to say about this last episode. I was just going to say, uh, my final note is just when they broke the fourth wall. So, um, and they showed, like, you know, Dorinda, if he's saying, she almost ruined the show. She got, went out of her yeah. contract. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> Luann says, oh, your hand is working really well. It's working quite well because she's, like, pointing their face. She's like, it's not actually. And then she's just so, like, wow, yeah. Dorinda, take a chill pill, man. I just don't really get why she got so angry. Yeah, Leah as well because Leah mentioned something and then Dorinda's like, sorry, fuck you. You know, Tinsley got out of her contract. And it's like, whoa. And then Luann, bless her soul, when she was talking about Dorinda, she was like, she couldn't, she could have come to my show. And I'm like, Luanne, like, the lady was having surgery that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so true. Uh, yeah. So Dorinda is extremely problematic. I'm super excited for the reunion though. Mm. So I think I heard on a podcast that Dorinda is angry at Tinsley because of a trip they took together with Scott and something has happened there that has made these feelings. Why won't they just say it then? I know. Do you think it will come out in the reunion? Man, I hope so. Mm. Hopefully. Because obviously Tinsley is going to be there for the reunion. Mm, Absolutely, yep. And I'm also super excited that the reunion is in person. Mm. Yes, that would be good. I'm excited to see Ramona on the hot seat about her behaviour towards Leah, also about all Mm. her travels during corona. Yes. Yes. And her and Dorinda going at it as well. So angry versus uh, whatever you call Ramona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to unpick this reunion. So, I mean, definitely it's going to be a three-part reunion. 
I know, well, at least, because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is getting three parts, I sure hope New York is. Mm. If Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has three, New York should have ten. I know, I know. But I'm interested to see what Tinsley will say about her leaving and, like, her future plans with Scott to see if they, there'll be a little baby on the way. Mm-hmm. A little baby coupon king. Yes. What a lucky <laughs> baby. Um, I'm still reeling after Sam's questions about the – that is some sort of trio. I think that we could probably – there's someone got to be, uh, like, we could probably change in for Jason Hoppy to, like, make things just a bit more stressful. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not do that. It's already stressful. I couldn't find anyone more stressful in the – New York and Beverly Hills. I know there's definitely some outside of the those two franchises, um, but, and I don't know if you would know them, Claire. I think you would, but anyway, maybe next next week, Claire, I can ask you those. All right, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to the latest episode of the T Bar Podcast. Uh, please, as always, be sure to review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Leave us any feedback, and also check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, we might have our own website coming soon. You can also drop off your feedback on there. But uh, thank you for listening, and see you next time. Bye. Bye. I didn't like it.